Hello and welcome to Future Callings, where we discuss personal growth, sharing stories of change and digging deeper into strategies behind success. My name is Tishana. And I'm Shashik. Thanks for tuning in to episode four. So this week, Shashik is celebrating the one year anniversary of his company, Restaurant Solutions. So to celebrate, we're taking a deep dive into Restaurant and how he managed to build a profitable software development company in under a year. But before all of that, congratulations. Thank you. So let's start at the beginning. Tell us what Restaurant is all about. Yeah, so Restaurant is a software development consultancy that specializes in building greenfield products. Basically, we work with startups and founders to bring product ideas to life. Our core services include product design, mobile app development, full stack development, and cloud solutions. Wow, so wide range of services. Um, and I'm looking forward to diving deeper into those. But before that, what made you want to start Restaurant? For me, the biggest motivation for starting the company came in March of 2020, when the COVID-19 pandemic caused us to go into lockdown. I was seeing a lot of talented software engineers lose their jobs mm. and realized that I needed to diversify my income streams. Luckily, I didn't lose my full-time dev job at the time, but I did have extra time because uh, I was relieved of my two-hour commute. Yeah. The second motivation for starting Restaurant came from the type of work I did at my last job at Fort Space. I was in charge of solving business problems with software. So during that time, I had built about half a dozen Greenfield projects and had a blast doing it. So in my mind, I had experienced uh, architecting, coding, and leading a small team. So I had the foundational skills needed to start my own thing. And that's exactly what I did. Wow. Okay. So most of us, including myself, uh, went into lockdown and started watching Netflix, but you built something um, off the ground, which is impressive. Um, so how did it, how did it go? How did you get the company off the ground? So I started putting together everything I needed starting in March. And by June, I was incorporated and had my first batch of clients. Um, I'm a huge fan of simplicity. So I did the bare minimum required to start the business. So that included things like buying the domain name, getting business tools like G Suite, mm. uh, getting the Apple and Google developer accounts, incorporation, and just a little bit of advertising. Okay, so even the bare minimum sounds like a long list. How much did it all is... of that cost you? Not much. I think it was around $2,600 just because I shopped around a lot for, for, a, for a bunch of these things, including the incorporation. Right. I mean, that's still, that's still quite a bit of money. So you started with, well, close to three grand in the hole. How, did, how long did it take for you to make the company profitable? I think we covered our startup costs and managed to turn a profit starting from month two. Okay. And the the money that you put in the capital, that came from yourself? That was your personal money? Exactly. Right. Okay. So you took a investment into yourself, essentially. So that that's actually quite a positive thing to start off with. Um, okay. So in terms of challenges, what did you have to overcome when, when you started the company? There are two challenges that come to mind. First and foremost, the toughest thing was putting together a solid team. We don't have any full-time employees and every time everyone is working as a contractor. Mm. So in the beginning, our lineup 
was a revolving door, much like Guns N' Roses after their first album. Um, <laughs> but unlike GNR, uh, we stabilized and found our dream team after the first few albums. Uh, dear listener, don't worry. That's as far as I'm going to stretch that analogy. <laughs> right now, uh, we have an amazing graphic designer, a brand manager, along with myself, uh, handling engineering-related tasks. I think the way I overcame this overstaff, uh, sorry, the, the staffing issue was by hiring people who only bring their A game. So that meant people who already had experience building client projects by either doing it themselves as freelancers or working at an agency as their day job. The second challenge was dealing with ups and downs in demand. We had two slow months last year and had a cool idea for what me and the team could do instead of sitting around. So instead of spending money on advertising to get more clients, we instead built and launched two products under our flag. The first was a telecom platform named Lenny Moby. And the yeah. second was an internal tool I had built for monitoring apps we, uh, we built for clients named Bishop. Mm. Also, it's worth noting these products don't really make tangible revenue for us. They just make enough to break even on maintenance and hosting costs. But despite being small potatoes, the impact of building these products on morale was tremendous. The work kept my team engaged and paid. At the end of the day, it also reminded us that we aren't just in it for the money. We do it for the satisfaction and sometimes glory as well. Okay, that's fair enough. And so in terms of finding the best sort of people, where did you find the, the graphic designer and the brand manager? So I did a lot of uh, word of mouth, um, sort of just, you know, asking around my network uh, for people yeah. who were both either working as freelancers or working at agencies. So just through that, I was able to find them. Righto, righto. Okay. Um, and in terms of strategies uh, that have helped you run the business better and be profitable, what are some of those? Yeah, so, well, this goes without saying, but the next bit I'm going to say is in financial or legal advice or yeah. any advice, really. <laughs> um, so, so now that I got that out of the way, um, here, so here are the strategies uh, I think that really helped. So the first, uh, and obviously, is reduce overhead costs, hire contractors instead of employees. In terms of marketing, we didn't cast a wide net. We picked a niche, and I think we serve it well. Um, another thing is get good professional advice uh, and make sure that you know you have a lawyer on retainer to draft client contracts review NDAs yeah. and all the rest of that fun stuff. Having a CPA handle your accounting is really good. Uh, I think because running a business from jail can be challenging, but not impossible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what, what's a CPA, sorry? A chartered professional accountant. Righto. And you mentioned your niche. What's that? That would be startups and founders who, who are looking okay. to validate an idea by building uh, products. Okay. Okay. Brilliant. So finally, uh, and, and most importantly, at least for us is giving back to the community whenever we can. Yeah. I feel as though I owe everything to the people who have shared their knowledge online. So to do my part, I've made it a point to publish technical and programming related content on medium and YouTube. In fact, 
we have a monthly budget for content creation. Mm. So it's both a bit of an escape for me, you know, take a break from just writing code and actually create some, some fun content for people to consume. And it's also good for business, I think, because I've gotten a couple of clients reach out to me by discovering Restaurant through one of my articles. Right. That's interesting because I feel like most people when starting a business out, they probably spend a lot of money advertising and getting or trying to get the name out. But mm -hmm. you instead sort of took a different path. And do you think that's paid off? Yeah. So as I said, we when we had that slump in 2020 for about two months, instead of burning advertising dollars, we used that money to build products mm. for, for ourselves under our flag. So that was helpful because we learned a bunch of lessons building those products. And those products we built, it wasn't for clients. So we weren't restrained in any way with time boxes or technologies that we had to use. We just went crazy, built those and learned a ton doing that. And yeah. as a result of building these products, we put new things out on the market but also we were able to create a bunch of content related to those products and, and talk about some of the experiences and problems we uh, came across. Mm, interesting. That's, I feel like that'd be quite a good bit of, or good example for anybody looking to start something just to see what you can offer instead of mm -hmm. just trying to spread your name out. Yeah. Um, okay. So there were some great, business strategies what about personal strategies so how do you stay motivated and you know staying on target when you have your day job as well yeah in a nutshell i stick to a regimented routine and i've shaped my surroundings to make positive habits more accessible and negative habits to be more invisible it sounds abstract but that's that's essentially my strategy for maximizing my time and productivity Okay. Can you give us a little bit more, maybe some couple of examples of how you do that in terms of building up positive um, habits? Yeah, I think where positive habits need to start, at least for me, is through a routine. Every mm. week I write down all the things I need to get done during the week. And I love, I love lists and checking yeah. off um, to-do lists. So <laughs> I just, I just do that. And from there, I, I do things like intermittent fasting so I can hit the ground running early in the morning and I follow a ketogenic diet, which keeps me sharp and I'm not so lethargic after having a meal. So small stuff like that really help. Yeah. I think. Interesting. Interesting. Um, but I like the fact that you, you like to make lists. It's important to make lists and actually finish them as well, because many people start lists, but they don't actually finish most of it. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned insomnia a few episodes back. How do you manage that now? So the regimented schedule helps a lot. And so yeah. does the ketogenic diet. But besides that, I use a standing desk. So my body oh, wow, knows. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. The, so my body, it's, so it's more apparent to my body that I'm sleeping or at least in bed. Um, so, so having that really helps, I oh, think. Interesting. So yeah, the, the problem is now that we're in lockdown, our our circadian rhythm is off yeah. because we're not exposed to as much sunlight as before. So mm -hmm. when I'm working, my body knows I'm in an upright position, standing on my feet. And when I'm in bed, 
it knows, hey, maybe it's nighttime now. So I, I don't know. That's that's at least how it sounds in my head. But, that's fair uh, enough. That's fair yeah. enough. I think, again, just tweaking things and seeing what fits your lifestyle and your body best is probably the way to go about that. Yeah. Um, so in terms of final thoughts or messages for developers or really anybody looking to start a service-based business? Yeah, I think there are two things and I can speak for developers uh, on, on, on this specifically is the first one is make sure your marketing pitch lines up with your actual skills and ability to deliver. That's right. something that is really important when you're running a dev shop is you don't want to promise the sun and the moon and then under deliver. That's not cool. So the second one I would say is that don't underestimate the safety and stability of having good contracts. So have a solid lawyer that you can trust to review NDAs on your behalf, uh, mm. things like draft service contracts. It can protect both you and your business. And when you're starting out, you need to take care of what little you have. But other than that, uh, I think once you're off to the races, focus on building a good brand and delivering quality products. And what you yeah. build will speak for itself, hopefully. So basically don't cut corners, be authentic and honest with what you're offering, right? Exactly. Brilliant. So, well, thanks again for sharing more about your company. Um, I, I can't wait to see what you guys go on to achieve. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Um, I don't know if it'll be a fun ride, but it's certainly going to be a ride. Thank you, <laughs> listener, for tuning in. We look forward to catching you again in a couple of weeks' time with the next episode. Bye.